walk. I literally just opened YouTube to look at what episode number this was, and then I didn't remember. So this is the Transatlantic Theater Podcast. Seven. Twenty-nine. I don't know. Twenty-nine, possibly. Is it I'm Oscar Reese Freeman, and I'm Marcos. So, let's. Do Would this. you like to know more? <laughs> yeah, reference to um one of the films that we watched. So, yeah. I mean, for those of you who keep up, obviously we missed a week. Um, and no, we uh, didn't. What did we not? So okay, according to people who keep up, there's not going to be a disruption because this episode really? will go tomorrow. Oh, okay, okay. And then the next episode, we'll talk about the next movie. Oh, okay. But we'll we'll chop it up so that it's two episodes. Okay, gotcha. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's the that's why kind of recording the way that we record of like being kind of ten days off kind of works because if we miss a week, I'm only like a few days away from needing to. Well, we yeah, well we missed a week, so we we had we ended up doing a double. So and the audience wouldn't have known, (laughs) except for the fact that uh, you know. You mentioned it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so from the last time, from the last episode, uh, I had suggested Starship Troopers since Reese had never seen it. Yeah. And I think that is definitely a cult classic, a, a film that you, you gotta see. Cause I enjoy so it. I, I could not find any way to stream it on anything. Really? How'd you watch it? Yeah. I, I just went, you know, it was nine pounds to buy on Amazon. I went, fuck it, and I spent eight pounds just to get the Blu-ray sent to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, that's that's good. You could check out yeah. all those extra special features. Well, I haven't yet. Um, it's also like a really old Blu-ray. It's from like I think they said 2007 when it was printed. Yeah, it was probably um, literally <laughs> among the first Blu-ray movies. <laughs> yeah. So it's like full of like just like the most cliche before movie kind of credits yes of like, or like, i was about you know, to say stuff. do you remember when blu-ray was like oh the blu-ray experience is you know you can connect your movies to the internet and fucking did they say that yeah you could actually so so blu-ray had a feature where it would use you know your internet and do some type of like they would do like these live updates to your movies and the special features and they oh. would do like you know director's commentary or whatever you can like hit a certain button during the movie to activate yeah. like director's commentary or activate like some little bullshit i don't know it was yeah. really gimmicky and really stupid yeah. but the companies at the time were you know in the war between hd dvd and blu-ray so they needed to yeah. <laughs> try to fucking entice people now nobody That's gives fair. a shit it's it now blu-ray <laughs> functions essentially just like dvd <laughs> yeah blu-ray is just it's DVD, but it's it's most of the time in at least 2K, but probably gonna be 4K. Have you ever have you ever picked up a Blu-ray disc and uh, like try to bend it? No. Why would I do that? I don't. Should know. I do that with my copy of Starship Trooper? <laughs> but I did that, and, and I compared okay. the uh, the bendiness between <laughs> the Blu-ray and um, and the regular DVD or CD. Yeah. And the CDs are much more rigid and uh, definitely yeah. easier to break in half than a Blu-ray. So I think Blu-rays are probably also more, uh, what's it called, um, durable in that aspect. Yeah. Cause, like, you I think I've said, I don't know if I've said this to you before, but I was just, I think it's such a product of like the time that I grew up in, mm-hmm. um, of that like the idea that a disc has a sequence of ones and zeros on it that transfer information that give a crystal clear perfect 
image for my computer mm -hmm. but then i go then i look at a vinyl and i'm like what do you mean the bumps make that sound like that makes no sense like, yeah. like it yeah. doesn't make it doesn't compute in my brain that like bumps on a vinyl record equal the sound but i'm like no this disc which is ones and zeros that's what made this 4k movie i don't know the bumps make more sense to me <laughs> i get that they make sense but like because i just i don't understand i don't know i don't get it i don't get it <laughs> Well, I don't know. I just think about like when you yell at a glass of water or something, you could see ripples. Yeah. It's just like that. But I just, it, I understand if my, my thought process. Is, okay. So if it's vibrating the needle to make the sound that's been recorded, like uh -huh. all, all instruments, I, I thought like all instruments have like a certain frequency that they can play in and kind of like a certain sound that's unique to them. So how do you, how is it all comprised together that you can like, you can replicate the same sound of like a keyboard, a drums, and a guitar, and a mm -hmm. vocalist, like all at the same time. Yeah. And I don't. It just. Oh, it hurts my brain. But ones and zeros is fine. So you, I get that. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, the first, uh, like the what's it called? The um, what's that thing that Thomas Edison made? Something. The the um something phone. It's like a yeah. cylinder thing. Yeah, it's like a little cylinder thing. I'm, yeah. I'm sure the quality was garbage you know it was probably hard yeah. to differentiate between instruments until you know yeah. hundreds of years later when they were like oh shit this works a lot better and you know they figured it out but yeah. uh, that's like hundreds of years of refinement um and it took a long time for it to get to the point of vinyl record you know yeah <laughs> like it took a really long <laughs> no. time whereas we went from like vinyl to to blu-ray and like 50 years or some shit yeah but know, they like went from years. that to like because edison was 18 like something so eight like eight late 1800s or yeah was he yes was he late 1800s yeah. i thought he was yeah. uh, uh was he around Let's during see. the automobile i was about to google on my phone and then realized that i, I don't know edison, edison was around during the automobile edison thomas edison was born in 1847 died in 1931 Oh, yeah, he, I guess he was barely around for the automobile. Interesting, yeah. yeah. It's not barely. He was around for, like, 10, Dude, the automobile years, wasn't in mass years? production until, like, 1918. Yeah, but that's yeah. that's what I just said. He was around for 13 years. That's barely. For... That is barely. That's not barely. Yes, it is, dude. That's barely yeah. around for vehicles. Nah, <laughs> like, fine. it's debatable if he ever rode in one. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I just looked up what he grew up and died like i, I didn't yeah. I don't, let me see if there's a wikipedia sub article of Did thomas you know? edison riding cars oh, you want to hear something crazy <laughs> yeah um what? ford tried to buy a bunch of land <clears throat> in like a foreign <laughs> country i don't remember which one it was i think it was like south america okay and he tried to create this place called fordlandia and uh it was it was insane he was basically trying to build his own country and have his own town of, of his own workers that would basically be under his control <laughs> jesus ford is yeah. insane ford like henry ford was an asshole and he was an insane racist man he owned he owned a couple of newspaper companies that he would mm. put racist propaganda in yeah a lot of people don't I mean, know that's this not surprising i've seen citizen kane <laughs> <laughs> yeah but a lot of people don't know that um yeah. it's fucking it's fucking crazy Ford we need to do that one of these person. days we need to officially just do citizen, citizen kane yeah because i've never seen it so yeah it's about a guy who owned it's it's roughly based on apparently a few people but mostly kind of based on one guy who was like a giant um 
newspaper tycoon who owned like basically most media outlets in the u.s akin uh-huh. to somebody like um henry ford uh not henry ford um uh rupert murdoch of the uk in today <laughs> oh no like not not in the past today oh, no. um but yeah and basically you know he he could control the direction of most things because uh-huh. all he had to do was put it in the paper and people would read it and that was that was it he even like yeah he, so he could do a, a lot of crazy shit uh-huh. and especially even in in the sense of like uh the guy that he was based on like that guy basically you know spoke to high-ranking politicians all the time uh-huh. and helped people take care of that so it's like okay so this completely unelected person who just happened to buy a bunch of newspapers like now basically runs the country for the people that we've elected see that's called uh fucking what is it called again lobbying that's what it's called yeah yeah maybe yes and no (laughs) but on to starship troopers though (laughs) yeah speaking of um you know regimes of shit you know fucking yeah unless you had something else you had to say about uh henry ford no i just think henry ford is crazy i just think he's a crazy guy (laughs) i think uh, like he's heavily in in like like there's a lot of stuff about him in the fallout games isn't there i feel no there isn't there's none about henry ford in the fallout games okay but uh it's just like uh i think we as because of what henry ford has done for you know america in terms of our advancements and technology and vehicles and and all this other types of shit because he did he was very innovative the assembly line and everything you know that was that was Mm -hmm. revolutionary but uh you know so so we like to look back at henry ford as this you know uh mystical man that just was you know the the most uh prominent inventors or uh you know businessmen of of the past 200 years or whatever but uh but really he was he was a terrible guy <laughs> he was not a good guy yeah uh, yeah but uh, uh, he... the unfortunate thing with a lot of people in history and and even today is that so, be not being a good person is what gets you ahead yeah no that's that's 100 percent true it, I, I had this conversation with my wife i think we talked about it on the last podcast actually i think we talked about it with yeah. showgirls of like not having not not having morals or being able to put your morals aside is exactly what yeah that's what i was saying so yeah. like henry ford totally fits into that <laughs> he's yeah, fucking psycho 100 does he's like a goddamn sociopath <laughs> but uh anyway yeah no fuck that guy but you know cool that we have you know cars now. cars <laughs> <laughs> i really like i really do like the new f-150 hybrid um mm-hmm. i think that's a fucking awesome car it can act like a goddamn generator dude like for your house you could power your house with the f-150 it's fucking crazy yeah that's pretty nuts yeah no i think that's amazing i do I love the f-150 great. i think it's a great model car oh dude it's yeah it's been around for forever i it's think it's the most been american fucking now. thing i've ever like you could ever drive but it's it great. really is <laughs> the, the, it's i think it's the most uh sold vehicle in the united states in history that would make sense yeah i think it is the best-selling vehicle you know it's a really stupid model though the 350 there's no need for those tires <laughs> the 350 is is meant for you know that's that's meant for hauling like if the, you're, okay, you're that is a meant personal for, private yeah. business that's what it's you, for that's the thing is that's <clears> what that's for I've never seen an individual drive that who actually uses it for that purpose. <laughs> I, dude, I never see 350s on the road. I've seen 250s where people don't use them, yeah. what they're meant for. But a 350, if you have the money to, to put down on a 350, you're using it for business, most likely. Because that shit is expensive. Like, we're talking trucks nearing $100,000 range. Yeah. That's insane. 
Hold up. There's a chance I'm thinking of the 250, not the 350. You're probably thinking of the 250, because the 250 is real big as well. And yeah. that's the one I see on the street more than like a 350. 350 is fucking huge. Yeah, the 250 is the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, the 350 is fucking long. Yeah, it's massive. It's meant for like commercial use. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but anyway, 150 I like. I like it's a good model. Yeah, it's yeah. I, I really like the hybrid because, you know, fucking gas prices and environment mm. and all that but i also like the fact that it can act like a generator and it's really yeah. really cool um, and yeah. it's a truck so you know you feel more like a man <laughs> well you know i don't care what vehicle i drive right now i drive a i would i would hop in a fucking let me think of the most unmanly car i would hop in a fiat <laughs> you know and still have a good time how dare you fiat's are manly i would say like fiat's are not manly even if you get not the manly but i wouldn't say like even if you get the abort, not... like it's got the little scorpion yeah that's cute little scorpion that's not fucking manly dude yeah, i think it's i think it's i would say like a smart car is like not manly i would feel more man well a smart car did you know that they made an austin martin smart car i did not or i should say aston it's aston martin i would say austin but yeah, they made an Aston Martin smart car, and it is the most ridiculous fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. So I'll agree a Fiat Panda is not very manly. <laughs> actually, no, Panda, it's probably better than the 500, actually. It just has a stupid name. Like, you'd have to drive around with something that says Panda on the back, even though it looks all right. Wait, what do you mean it's better? Like, It looks better than oh, the looks 500. Than the, yeah, I don't like the, the design of the 500. Yeah. I would, yeah, no, I think I would rather get, like, a Focus ST or something. Dude, you guys got some cool-ass Ford models out there, man. We do? Yes. So, little-known fact, there's a lot of Ford vehicles uh, that Ford makes for other countries that they don't make for the United States. Because there's definitely, like, Fords in the U.S. Mm -hmm. would be too big for here. So, they've scaled down the Fords. Like, the, the smaller models are the ones that are over here. Well, not only that, but sometimes you guys get really cool. Like, for example, um, there is a there's a two door version of this car called the Focus, uh, not the Focus, the Fiesta ST, mm-hmm. and you guys are the only ones who get a two door model, and it's fucking cool. Let me take a look. Well, I do like it. Yeah. Yeah, I love. I'll be honest. The Fiesta, it sounds like a shit model. Like no, it'd be a shit it model. is it's a good car. amazing. It's one of like the yeah. best Fords Ford has made in the in a long time. Besides yeah. their trucks, of course, yeah. But like looking at like cars, cars, the Fiesta is amazing. Yeah. Um, I want a Fiesta. I think they're great. My parents have a Fiesta. Not that they use it for anything. Oh, cool, they do. That's know. awesome, dude. Yeah, I, it's like, it's just a first. shitty like 2008 model, you know. Yeah. But the Fiesta STs are, are sick. But yeah, not only that, yeah, but they don't have an ST. <laughs> oh yeah, I know they don't. But that'd be, that'd be impressive because like seventy year old man just like rowing through gears. Yeah, because it's only made in manual. <laughs> Yeah. Well, the, all the cars over here, like, it, you, you really have to hunt for an automatic here. Yeah, I heard that you guys, when you take your uh, when you take your test, your, your driver's test, that it, it yeah, you've got so two you different licenses, it... essentially, where it's yeah. like, if you do it in automatic, you're only allowed to drive automatic vehicles, not manuals. But if you mm-hmm. do it in manual, then you're you're good to go for both automatic and manual. Yeah, that's 100% it. Yeah. And you're clear for a, se- uh, a vehicle up to 7.5 tons. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's crazy. That that's pretty fucking heavy though. <laughs> like that's a, it's a fucking heavy vehicle. If you want more than seven point five tons, what do you like? I guess you're commercial at that point. <laughs> yeah, because that's, that's the thing is basically you don't need a vehicle. heavy goods vehicle license. No, you don't. If you're yeah. driving un- an under seven point five, but yeah. even a seven point five is like, yeah, we could still do probably a lot with this. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. 
But not only that, so Ford in the past has worked with, uh, this is a British uh, engine uh, tuning aftermarket company uh, called mm. Cosworth. You might know about Cosworth. No, uh, I don't. No? Okay, so they built engines for the likes of F1 racing as well as, um, you know, a lot of, a lot, like some Mercedes vehicles and some Ford vehicles. They're just kind of like an engine tuning, engine building company that has built, you know, crazy engines. In fact, one of the most prominent Cosworth engines is in this car called the McLaren F1, <clears throat> which is one of the most desirable cars in the world. Um, it held the record for being the fastest car for over 10 years. And this was back in like 1990. Um, and it was, it, it was insane. It, it was like a, what was this, like a 600, five or 600 horsepower uh, V10 that revved all the way to like 10,000, oh <laughs> that revved all the way to like 10,000 RPM, like 10,000 RPM. It was yeah. an absolute marvel of a machine. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I got that mixed up. What? BMW ended up making that engine. Cosworth okay. is who they wanted to make that engine. Never mind. But BM, uh, Cosworth has made a lot of engines with Ford and, and uh, Mer yeah. Mercedes and all that. Uh, and they're they're really well known for that. So over there, you guys actually got this uh, Ford called the uh, RS, it's called like the Ford RS200 or something like that. Mm -hmm. with a Cosworth engine that made something like three to 400 horsepower. And it was like, it's just a, an amazing fucking vehicle that I wish the United States got, but we didn't because they hate yeah. us. Yep. They hate you. <laughs> That's why. Also what, but why we would have a vehicle that fast on roads that like, there's no such thing as a straight road in this country. Well, so I'll like... tell you why it wasn't made <laughs> for straight roads. It was actually made for group B racing. Um, mm -hmm. so it's called what's known as a homologation special where they okay. need to make the car in, in a production and own in order to race it because the rules okay. were, if you race this car, you need to, cause like it was for the manufacturers. If you race this yeah. car, you need to make this car. It can't be a one-off. You need to put this car into production. Um, otherwise teams would just build these super hyper specific vehicles for the race and that would be it but these races were meant to show off like your manufacturing capabilities so you had to be able to produce like sometimes it would be as small as 100 cars or even smaller like at least 10 mm -hmm. cars you know you need to make off your production line from one of your factories um, in order to race that model or race that car uh, cars such as the m3 actually began in production because it was a homologation special specifically made for racing yeah um i know that tends yeah. to that does tend to happen doesn't it where like they'll they'll be like we made this car for for like a race thing and then they're like actually you know we probably would we could probably probably sell this well they have to sell it they don't have a choice yeah. <laughs> no but it, not yeah. not like it but i mean like we could keep going keep having this a model type that keeps coming out and stuff like that yeah, sometimes it's just a... No, 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 you're right. I mean, sometimes it's a... Sometimes it's just a short run, but if it does really well, for example, the M3, it did really well in terms of sales. Everybody bought one, and um, they sold out of it, and they decided, you know, hey, let's just keep making it, and from there on, they just kept making it. <laughs> and, um, yeah. so the, the, and then there's another one. There's a Mercedes. It's one of the only Mercedes that comes in a manual most mercedes are automatic um over fact, here i think they're all no they're uh, they're manual. all they're all automatic they don't even make them in manual dude 
Um, what? Hold on, let me just go to it. It's yeah. normal Mercedes, you're saying, yeah? Yeah, yeah, positive. Um, it needs to be 1990s and newer. Two seconds. Mm hmm. Accept. I want information about you, please. <laughs> Used. <laughs> okay. Nope. Oh, you can keep talking while I'm doing this because this is. Well, now I'm curious. Like, yeah. what what is it? What have you What have you discovered? I have a Mercedes C Class two door manual. I've got a. Yeah, these are all. What's these are the showing year? as automatic. Um, 2016. Are you sure? What the fuck? What What is it called? Tell me. A Mercedes C, uh, 200 AMG line. Mercedes C, 200. Manual? No way. That'd be insane. <laughs> I gotta look this up. Because now <laughs> this I, don't, is great I content. don't believe it. I don't believe it. Holy shit, it says... Why the fuck does it say it's a manual? Um, I'm looking elsewhere as well now. Two seconds. This is a... Okay, so that one's saying automatic. There is a lot of automatics, Whoa, more God. than I really expected. Okay, they, they um, really don't. Wow, that's insane. They make them. I've got a Mercedes C-Class C220 CDI, That's a uh, which which is a two-door manual. That's 2014. Wow. Um, I'm, like, shocked that there is a manual in a, in a modern Mercedes. Wow, really? Yeah, because, right. uh, like, you don't see them in America at all yeah. whatsoever. You uh, definitely, like, I'm crazy. looking even on a British website. Mm -hmm. These are all like most of them are automatic, but there's a few manuals here. Wow, I'm absolutely shocked. I didn't know that. That manuals are extremely difficult to find in Mercedes vehicles because they're mostly yeah. meant to be luxurious vehicles, which is why they have an yeah. automatic gearbox. But uh, so speaking back to this uh, Cosworth Mercedes that yeah. they made for DTM, which is a Dutch touring. Um, basically, racing manufacturer. I, I don't know what the fuck the M stands <laughs> for. Uh, <laughs> But it's it's essentially the German racing, um, like the big German racing fucking thing that they do, which I would love to go to. Um, and it was this really crazy Mercedes that they made to go against the M3. And it had a Cosworth engine uh, mm -hmm. and a dog leg manual gearbox, which is like... I thought you'd better be like, and a dog driving it. <laughs> <laughs> That would be fucking hilarious. Like some Herbie fully loaded shit. You know what I mean? But anyway. But yeah, fucking... Uh, dude, did you know in Herbie fully loaded, they had to, like, uh, make uh, fucking Lindsay Lohan's boob smaller in post? What? Yeah. Why? Because her tits were too big for the Disney movie. I, I, uh, I just don't know. Dude, like, I'm man. serious. It's fucking crazy. I looked it up because I didn't believe it when I first heard it. It's fucking true. Anyhow, the car. Yeah. Uh, yeah, back to back to the car. It's a, it's an amazing car. I would fucking love to own one. Um, but yeah, very few cars are made with that. But it was Cosworth making the engine and all that shit. And the best versions of that car was only available in the fucking UK. and Or like Europe, and it pissed me off. 
because it's so good. There's they made a 2.4 liter 24 valve engine uh, that mm. didn't really come to America. Um, I mean, we we got a 2.4 liter out here, but they're extremely rare, extremely difficult to find. And I don't know if they come in manual. I know people have done like conversions and like engine swaps to get the better engine in and all that other crazy shit. But you guys got the best shit over there. We do. It's because we're cool. It's because you guys don't have uh, emissions regulations. We do. Yeah, we but just they uh, nearly... you know break them and then people go, ah, oh, how dare you? We go, oh, whoops. Oh yeah, like it. with the VW lawsuit, <laughs> yeah, VW. With the fucking <laughs> diesel gate and all that. So uh, on the Lindsay Lohan thing, um, the director Angela Robinson uh, denies any behind-the-scenes alterations to do any of this, mm. and all the articles I can find like don't have anything that really like show that it's been done like there's nothing on you like nothing credible outside of oh people said that they look smaller than normal isn't that weird oh no i thought i read an article where it was like legitimate yeah they did that but i guess not huh and then are you ready for another mind-blowing fact yes henry ford the automobile magnet later lived a few hundred feet away from thomas edison at their winter retreat in fort myers that's fort once worked as an engineer at Edison Illumination Company of Detroit and met Edison at a convention of affiliated uh, Edison Illuminating Companies in Brooklyn. Edison was impressed with Ford's internal combustion engine and encouraged its developments. They were friends until Edison's death. Edison and Ford undertook annual motor camping trips from 1914 to 1924. So I think there's a chance that Edison drove cars. There might be a chance. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, yeah. I always thought that was funny. People were like really skeptical of the cars at first because they were like, "How's it gonna know where it's going?" You know, because horses <laughs> and fucking shit. They were just like, "Yeah," to, like the concept of of driving a vehicle to them was insane. Because <laughs> you know, there's it's a like, no, no, you know where it's going. <laughs> exactly. If you see a cliff, you need to stop. <laughs> the horse ain't gonna stop you. Yeah, fucking. It must have been a crazy concept for them switching over. Oh, dude! I went to the. I, yeah. I got a question okay. for you. Uh, okay. So, so yesterday, uh, this podcast is just kind of all over the place. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we're already what thirty minutes in. Hold on, what the fuck are we? Yeah, we're thirty minutes in, and we've been doing nothing but talking about cars and and shit like that. My bad. I feel like that's my fault. I try not to talk about cars too much on on. Okay. Because just I, I could talk about cars forever. Um. But anyway, uh, so I went to the Ren Fair yesterday down here in in Georgia. And I was going to ask you, do they have a Ren Fair out there? Um, I actually don't know. I made a joke honest. to like, my wife, and I was I've like, it's called the History people. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> I've mentioned it to people. I've been like, do you know what a Ren Fair is? And they're like, yeah, yeah I know what that is. Okay, but like, so I don't know if that's because it's here, or if it's like, yeah, they just are aware of them, or they understand the concept of them. Well, um, it must be like, you know how we have historical reenactments? It must be like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Because that's what it is. No, I, I get that, and I, I, I wouldn't want to go to one, Why I think. Because at the end of the day, the reason I go to Renfair now, as an adult in the States, yeah. is to go see people I don't normally see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and have a good time with them. I think, so it's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I was told my wife, it, it's always different going as an actual patron versus like yeah. fucking working there. Whole different, whole different deal. Completely different, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it, it was interesting, it was fun. Um, 
and I went to that one, the the knives booth and the axe booth and the ja- basically all the booths that we know yeah. and love are terrible. Did you go like, oh, is Lisa here? <laughs> no, <laughs> but they were terrible. Oh, there was um like that clothing shop though that was on the west coast, uh, like the what was what, it called? Tickle. Is it tickle? No, no, tickle actually. Tickle by fantasy. No, 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 no. I don't think it was. It was like a different one. I I thought it was the okay. same, but I guess not. Okay. But, um. Yeah, the knives booth and the axe booth and the other booths were terrible. They were horrible. The worst fucking things I've ever seen. And okay. like, I go up there, right? And first of all, there's like no one there. <laughs> yeah, there's like one. As in, dude. like, it's just kind of empty or like, uh, like no one's working there? Well, there's like one dude uh, working the, the knife booth, right? Um, and it's like directly connected to the axe booth uh so they're, they're like connected together um and it was about the size of the axe booth you know like your your axe booth um that was just split that in half make one side knives and the other side axes right um okay except they were using like real fucking axes with like a wood handle and shit like that um and there was no palm rounds because we're in Georgia and palm rounds would be extremely difficult to get a hold of how? You just go down to Florida and grab them. <laughs> just go down to Florida? That's fucking far. <laughs> That's not far. Yes, far, further than, I guess we have palm trees in California, but still. <laughs> yes, there's shit tons of palm trees in California. Yeah, but, like, there's there's lots of other trees that aren't native to, like, California that, like, we use for wood and things. <laughs> but not for, uh, like, targets. What would you use for a target? besides palm rounds i mean it no was... i'm not talking about i'm just talking about like i wouldn't think it'd be more expensive for what for for palm trees to to like get i wouldn't think it'd be expensive to get a palm tree to buy palm trees regardless of what state you live in oh, we all know. the u.s is essentially a, just a giant trade union so like you know yeah but still first of all the price of lumber is going up secondly the nearest one would probably be florida like the natural area where they would have palm trees in florida is still at least like mm. six hours away so it would not be easy um especially since they travel all the way up to north like ohio as well that's where they're based at is uh, yeah. at least here on the east coast they're based up in ohio and so mm. that is very far away from any fucking palm trees at, at all yeah um okay <laughs> so wherever their supply is it's probably you know all coming from that area but anyway um it so it was just like throwing and then they had those little fucking you know those tiny little fucking throwing knives you know what i mean like the ones that customers sometimes bring and ask you hey can oh, i throw yeah. mine can I use this yeah and you're like yeah but if it breaks that's your fucking problem <laughs> yeah so they have those kind right yeah and so that's okay. what i'm chucking at basically just a fucking wall Okay. With spray painted fucking dragons on it. It was it was terrible. There, yeah, it was not fun. Great. Yeah, no, it was, it was horrible. And it was uh, it was cheap though. It was like five thirds for three dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, that's way cheaper. Also, you know what I was surprised at? So we I haven't worked Renfair in like six years now or some shit like that. It's been yeah. a long time. Um but the and the price of food it was about eight dollars for you know fish uh fish and chips or whatever basically everything okay. was about eight dollars at at the run yeah. fair uh, it's been six years and the price is still the same 
Damn. Yeah, isn't that crazy? That's pretty good. Right? That's what I'm saying. I'm like, oh, shit. But that's prices in Georgia. They could have been maybe cheaper, you know, there before. Yeah, but I mean, I think these these prices are kind of spray painted on wood. And uh, oh, they yeah. would have to repaint <laughs> menus. <laughs> They'd have to get a new piece of wood to paint it on. Yeah, they, yeah paint, they would have to paint, do a paint, lot paint of repainting. I'm I guess, yeah. Sure, yeah, these prices have been Jesus insane. Christ, I'd be such an idiot if I tried to run that booth. They'd be like, fuck, we gotta buy a whole new board. And someone would be like, just paint it brown again well and then paint the letters back on what i saw a brand new board what i actually <laughs> saw was um they fucking just like stuck like a, another piece of wood over like the price and they just put the new price i've seen that yeah at, like a couple places because like the person who actually too. paints them you know you don't know who you're gonna get this time you know because they just get it done by That's whoever true. and then they're like oh shit we gotta find a guy again to do it I would just, if I was doing it, I'd be like, I'm just going to do it regardless of how shitty it comes out. That way, if I ever have to update it, I will just be the one who does it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Instead of having to find someone who can, can you match this handwriting so it looks like it all makes sense? Right, yeah. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, the prices seem to be exactly the same. And uh, I I was was really shocked by that price. I was like, oh, fuck, that's that's crazy. But overall. As in, like, now it feels cheaper because it's been six years and with inflation like you feel like you're like oh eight pounds eight bucks for that's fine yeah i was expecting ten dollars to be honest like at least yeah but no it was eight bucks i was like oh i mean considering fish and chips from like a fish and chip shop here Mm. in the uk is like six pounds yeah that's really good accurate yeah that sounds but that's the thing is like six pounds versus eight dollars but that's eight dollars at like uh, an event fair thing exactly like going to the local shop and like that's that's a really good price yeah if i went to a local place it would probably be something like eight dollars actually probably eight bucks because most places you get fish and chips from like there aren't any like hole-in-the-wall fish and chips places uh there was in in covina and i really liked that place it was like purely a fish and chips place it was really good i don't know um i don't know where i'd go for fish and chips in the states i mean like i probably like i probably could find a few places along the beach in like orange county probably i'm yeah um, and then there's that one place in Santa Monica, the uh, the King's Head. There's a lot of good. Or the places, King George yeah. or something like that. There's it's like a it's a British pub. Uh huh. There's also a British pub in Pasadena, so I probably you probably get fish and chips there. I know you can get bangers and mash. I don't think I want fish and chips. Huh? Like mushy peas and stuff like that. Mushy peas. Mushy peas. You never had mushy peas? I mean, I've had split pea soup. That's pretty mushy. <laughs> it's basic. That's basically mushy peas. <laughs> it just doesn't have what the just ham like or, re- or whatever. Yeah, take out the ham and, like, reduce it a little bit so it's, like, a little less liquidy. That's yeah. mushy peas. Oh, okay. Cool. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I do and like people peas. generally put, like, mint in it. Mint? Yeah. Ugh. Minty, mushy peas. That's I'm not shit. a fan of the mint. No. When they add mint, I'm like, ah, oh, no, I'm done. Add some pork or lamb since you guys got fucking sheep everywhere. Well, generally, mushy peas comes with your fish and chips. Oh. So okay. it's fish, chips, and some mushy peas. Oh, and so like okay. the mint it, it kind of is a nice contrast yeah flavor. no that sounds like a nice contrast yeah now that you're saying it, like yeah. it. now do you guys eat, uh do you guys eat it with tartar sauce or do you guys eat it with just like mayonnaise or something no like salt and vinegar bro salt and vinegar that is good too i yeah. do like it with salt and vinegar um or or curry sauce curry Ooh. sauce i don't think oh, i yeah. that yeah uh, ch- curry and chips over here is like a huge thing 
I've been eating a lot. Uh, I've been I've been having ramen kind of a lot recently. Yeah. yeah. I went through a phase where I was eating a lot of ramen. Then I was like, oh, I kind of can't. I have to stop. There's a good place around here. Like I was surprised that there was a good mm. place to have ramen here in Georgia. But there was a good place around here. There's also some oh, I haven't like. I don't think I've gone and had ramen at a restaurant recently. I've just been like making ramen. Oh yeah, no, this is like, uh, they they deliver as well. So I just have them deliver okay. ramen, which is great because they. They bring you the broth in a separate container so that you can pour it uh, nice. when it gets to your house. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Uh, real good. Real that good way stuff. the noodles just don't get like disintegrated by the time it gets to you? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so wait, you say you make your own ramen. Does that mean you make your own uh, like soy sauce? Uh, yeah, I'll, if, I, if I'm going yeah, if I'm going hardcore, yeah, I'll do that. And yeah, I'll do soft. I've, I try and do soft boiled eggs, but it, it can be hard. <laughs> wait, how is it hard? Um, cause it's hard to get it just right. Cause it's like, so the, the egg, the way they do it, where it's like the, you've cooked the, the, uh, the white, the mm -hmm. egg white, mm -hmm. but then the yolk is still runny. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. That's like called just a soft boiled. Bit. Yeah. Yeah. Soft boiled. And like it's just like getting sense. the timing on that. So you don't accidentally cook the yolk is, is just, it can be difficult. Yeah. Yeah. I could imagine. Um, do you then put it in a, like, do you soak it in, in soy sauce then afterwards? The egg? Yeah. No, I mean I put it in the broth, but oh, okay. I don't, I'm not like yeah. Because that's no, how they get like those. Soy. That's how they get like those uh, kind of like brown tinted uh, soy. Yeah, and soy sauce but I I don't I, I don't have the time and patience for that. <laughs> you just I'm fucking hungry. Exactly. <laughs> Especially when you Although, start cooking and you start smelling mm -hmm. your own food, and you're like, oh, oh fuck, yeah. I can't wait to eat this. <laughs> I have this uh this channel I watched, and I have an idea now that I'm I'm gonna try and uh you can like it's not really. Uh, you can age you can age steak in your fridge yeah. without any equipment basically uh -huh. and what it is is it's just a shit ton of butter yeah and then like some herbs and stuff for flavor yeah and you just cover it in butter and then like you give it any in 14 days like it'll 14 be done. days Holy yeah shit. 14 days in the fridge uncovered and everything like it's literally just on a sheet of like paper do you eat it raw no no you cook it afterward oh okay i was gonna say that sounds kind of dangerous <laughs> Um, have you ever, yeah, you, no, it'd be you do that, and then you can cook it. A little, then you give it just a nice little crust on the outside to make yeah. sure it's nice and rare on the inside, and boom, you're good to go. Have you had it yet? Or are you telling you want to do it? No, I just I just learned I just watched the video about how to do it today. Damn, 14 days so, that's uh, a long time. You got to make sure that your like, temperature uh, is is right in that fridge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Otherwise, yeah, it's it's kind of dangerous. But um, I I kind of want. There's like this. Um, they're called what are they called? The bags. I sent them as, um, umai umai dry aged bags mm. and um yeah they're they're like these bags that you can buy you put the meat into it and then it like it's like a it's not really a bag it just kind of like it's like the best way to describe it is it's a membrane like it lets yeah. moisture and air out but nothing can come in oh okay so you can so you don't have to have like a, a actual thing at home to dry age you can just buy those bags mm -hmm. um and then seal it off and take and vacuum the air out and then put it in your fridge for as long as you want and then um you can you have at home and dry aging without like all the crazy equipment for it yeah that's awesome yeah um so i kind of want to do that because then i could just shove that in my fridge for like a month and then if not longer yeah and then i'll have a really really fucking nice dry aged steak dude that that sounds wonderful god damn it um <laughs> have you ever had a tartar like steak tartar. tartar sauce? No, steak tartar. Oh no, steak tartar. I th 
Oh, I don't know. I, I feel like I have, but yeah. I don't remember, like, anything about the experience. Okay, I, I do. I remember it very well because I was like, okay, this doesn't feel right. <laughs> it's like, uh, it, essentially, it's... Cooked. Oh, no, I've not had this. <clears throat> oh, you haven't had it? it it's raw no. meat, yeah. Yeah. And it's cooked using With basically... With an egg in the middle. Okay, some of them have eggs, but, you know, okay. I, I, the kind I had did not. Okay. But, uh... I had a uh, steak tartare. Uh, it's essentially cooked with like you know the acids of like um, basically uh, like lime juice or lemon juice or whatever, and that's how okay. they that's how they cook it. But uh, it's not actually cooked, and it it felt wrong eating it. it. Felt like I was just eating like raw ground beef, and it was not tasty. Yeah, I don't suggest it. <laughs> okay, especially if you don't get I mean, it from it... a good place, then that's that's potentially. Uh, giving yourself e coli <laughs> yeah well it's it's yeah it says it's uh so on top of the rawness that's what the they put a raw egg yolk on top oh, to wow. just like what make it more like it's more raw <laughs> it's more e coli <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah no okay which is which yeah it, i was okay. i saw this uh video that was talking about uh how a lot of meals also, what's up yeah oh a lot of meals okay. out in japan uh, you eat with raw eggs. Um, yeah. And in fact, they'll they'll serve you dishes with raw eggs like that. But in but in America, it's a, there's like a law against that. You're not allowed to have anything with like raw eggs, um, because of like E. coli and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, have you ever had so that before? The Just like steamed rice answer and a raw for egg? that. Yeah, I have. Um, the answer to that is essentially the U.S. won't introduce, um, like essentially enough regulation laws yeah. to make sure that the eggs are high quality yeah exactly That's whereas japan actually really care about because of how much they eat them yeah they like make sure that the eggs are such so high quality that you can eat them raw and exactly. you're not and there's just no chance of you getting any any kind of problem from it yeah, but in the u.s very, very <laughs> it's like ah that that sounds like regulation. We don't want that. So then, then know. they just go. Ah, oh, it's easier to just tell people not to eat raw eggs. God, I swear <laughs> it's such a slippery slope between regulation preventing innovation and then the opposite happening, whereas yeah. not enough regulation actually reduces uh, innovation. <laughs> exactly. Because I think it goes both go, ways in yeah. some in some situations. It it's does, just yeah. it's a uh, it's hard to judge. You know, it is because some people which, just which one cut corners. Go down. Yeah. Uh, the companies will just cut corners as opposed to trying their best to make a better product. They'll just try to, mm -hmm. their best to cut corners, and that's when it's bad. <laughs> um, it looks like in my in the UK, eating raw eggs is fine. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. All right, so I think we've we've. Well, you want to talk about the movie? Yeah, let's <laughs> talk about the movie now. Yeah. No, let's been... go about eggs. <laughs> eggs. They're delicious. I, I yeah, so like Starship Troopers. Um, would you like to give a synopsis of the film? Because I feel like we should do that a little bit. Yeah, that, you know, I felt like we probably slight. should have added that to you know. None of this is scripted. If in case anyone, <laughs> if, if it's not tell. fucking obvious, yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like we probably should be doing synopsises uh, about yeah. films, not like a full overview, but like you know, just real quick. Okay, so yeah. essentially, Starship Troopers is about this. Uh, this guy, he's like, he's born with a silver spoon, and uh, he he follows this girl that he has a super huge crush on that he that he's essentially in love with into the military, right? Because that's what she wants to do. She wants to become a pilot of like some big starship, and uh, right now there's a conflict going on with these uh, giant alien insects that are launching asteroids towards planets with 
essentially uh, like eggs on them so that they can colonize planets. So that's that's the idea that they're being told from their government. Um, yeah. And so he follows his girlfriend into the military. Uh, she ends up becoming a pilot, and he ends up being military uh, infantry. And from there, they start uh, trying to invade the uh, the alien planet, and and we come to find out that the aliens are more likely just defending themselves from humanity's, uh, you know, push into the far reaches of the galaxy. Yeah, I mean, you you say we learned that, but it's it's like one throwaway line. Oh, dude, it's very subtle. Yeah, it's super yeah. subtle. <laughs> This is a very one-sided, like they're showing you one side of, the, of essentially the argument, mm -hmm. the whole movie. Um, you do yeah. find out, though, if you pay attention closely. Um, yeah. And essentially, it's a story about friendship and, you know, how no matter where you're at, uh, you know, friends will always be friends. And it's very cute. You know, they they probe some brains. There's a lot of guts and gore everywhere. It's fucking violent. It's a very violent movie. It's, uh, you know, it's from, from your boy, uh, Paul Verhoeven, who's known <laughs> for over-the-top gratuitous movies and whatever it is that he's doing such as showgirls for example it was just yeah so gratuitous with all the nudity and the sex it was softcore porn essentially um this movie is is basically that but for gore it was very very gory yeah. and to be honest i'm gonna say this real quick dude those cgi effects actually quite held up i was dude, shocked fucking hold, especially on the blu-ray <laughs> yeah i was i was fucking shocked i was like whoa yeah. hold on this still I was looks watching pretty good. all of its 4K glory, and I was like, "That's that is fine." Yeah, this, this looks good, especially even the not a spoil to the end, but like the the vagina monster. <laughs> like, <laughs> why do you call it? It's the brain bug. It's the vagina monster. It's, it's Come on, let's, let's be honest with ourselves. Jesus. It's the vagina monster. <laughs> it's a the brain. vagina vagina mouth uh -huh. like, looked really textured. You know, I really felt like I was staring at a vagina. Well, like, see, because they ch so the the good thing about the 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 effects team is that mm -hmm. they knew exactly what they can get away with using CG, and then exactly yeah. what they needed to do using uh like physical special effects. Yeah, because it did cut in between a lot, and I was like, that was I really like that. I like how it. It didn't care, like, and cut back to being, um, yeah, just like the, the uh, being like a, a close up of a leg, and that leg was clearly a prosthetic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it was really good. In fact, I would even say a lot of the mutilated bodies, all the all the prosthetics, all the fakes stuff looked really realistic. It looked really good. Um, yeah, it did look really good. I'll, so I'll, I I agree completely. Yeah, I, I was I was shocked at how well it held up because I haven't seen this movie in years, but. Anyway, so everybody gets all nationalistic, and because like somebody's the the our main characters, I forget his fucking name, um, the the infantry boy who followed his girlfriend. Oh fuck, I don't know. Yeah, his I forget his damn name. Oh Rico. Rico, there you go. Yeah, it's been like fucking. It's been like two weeks now, Reese. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so Rico, his his hometown gets destroyed, so everybody gets real. Uh, gets real national which yeah by, by the way, he lives in Buenos Aires. Yeah, he lives in Buenos Aires. It's fucking random. It's like full of white. <laughs> fucking americans yeah that was so strange but i think um <laughs> i don't it's hard to decide on what the point of that because like paul verhoeven is he chooses these things he's a very meticulous uh director and writer and he, he chooses these things for a reason it's hard to tell what the hell he was trying to do with having them come from buenos Aires. <laughs> but um I, I couldn't tell you yeah <laughs> but uh so so anyways their home home uh, town gets destroyed and uh 
they end up going to fight the bugs and they end up catching the catching one of the big brains and uh it, it's a huge big win brain. and it's very you know it's a big big win for the united states of the earth and um <laughs> And it's fucking, it's fucking, it's crazy. The whole movie is being kind of portrayed like propaganda because it has these kind of interesting, like, I wouldn't, uh, I guess it is mm-hmm. a little fourth wall breaking because they're asking a question directly to the audience. Would uh, you like to know more? Yeah, would you like to know more? And uh, they kind of show it as if everything that you're watching is is ads for joining the military and trying to inspire you to join their military and to become a citizen, as they say. Um, yeah. And all this other crazy, interesting stuff. And, the, and as you're as you're watching the movie, there's all these very, very small hints to kind of understand what's going on in the world of you know Starship Troopers, such as you can't have children unless you're a citizen, or you can't get married unless you're a citizen, or some shit like that. No, you, you can know. have children if you're not. No, a citizen. you cannot. His parents. No, you cannot have children unless you're a citizen. Um, if you pay attention, that's just a that's a plot hole, Reese. Um, his parents <laughs> having a kid that's a plot hole uh actually i would argue that it's not because his parents are rich as fuck so yeah they probably were able to buy their way into it um into having a kid but uh if you if you look at like when they're going around uh asking hey you know why why are you why did you join one of the women says i want to have a baby and that's why i joined so that i can no he they said what do you like yeah they they said they like i don't think that was because they were saying what do you want to do not why did you join no it was why did you join hello you gotta find the scene Aha! There, uh, citizens are allowed to have more than two children. Oh, okay. So she wants to have more than one. Okay. I guess she just wants more than two. I guess. Or more than two. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well then, there's still a cap, and if you're a citizen, you can have more. But I, I thought yeah. it was like to have any. <laughs> so yeah. I guess it's not a plot hole then that their, their parents had one kid and it was Rico. <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. not a plot hole. Ha. Uh, I guess that wasn't explicitly obvious then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I just remember her saying, I want to have a kid. And I was like, oh, I guess you need to be a citizen to have a kid. But yeah, so there's a lot of different reasons. But it, and it was interesting listening to that scene. And of course, this is like, you know, fascist regime and all that stuff. Uh, pretty much ran and controlled by military leaders and whatever. But yeah, it's very interesting. I, I enjoyed it. Um, that's that's So just I, I, I really, I, I dug the movie. Yeah. Um. But I feel like the I, I I knew that the movie was supposed to be like this kind of satirical anti-fascist mm-hmm. commentary, mm-hmm. and so the whole time, like I was like I was seeing it in the beginning, mm-hmm. and then as the movie went on, I was like, it's kind of not there anymore. Yeah, because we started seeing it more from Rico's perspective. Um... It's not just seeing it from Rico's perspective. It's just kind of like. It just kind of became too much about the characters, the characters in a way, which it's yeah. out, which sounds odd, but like, because like even seeing it from uh, the girl's point of view, where she was like, you know, just really happy, like being a pilot and and really fucking enjoying like what she was doing and feeling accomplished from it. It was like there's nothing here that like is something you could like. There's no double meaning to her like being a good pilot, mm-hmm. you know. Like it's not like a oh shit did you 
like you know she she's doing this because and compromising morals to get ahead or do this that and she was just no she's just a good pilot and she's doing what's best for her career and it's like okay what what am i supposed to get from that other than good for her well see i think this what, what it was doing is it was it was showing you how these characters would go through in a fascist regime and essentially they're convinced you know the military is a the greatest thing ever like becoming a citizen is the greatest thing ever and they end up going and yeah. they're faced with the harsh realities of these things um and i think that's what they're trying to trying to show and then it cuts at the end it goes back to wait they, they're still in a terrible fascist regime you know at the end because yeah. it, it goes back to that kind of campiness at the end it does go back to the campiness yeah. at the end it, it almost felt like it i was like i i, I know this is the end mm-hmm. but it kind of doesn't feel like it is yeah exactly or should be and it's not because i don't know if you know this but there's actually like six six starship trooper movies yeah i'm aware and they're I've not been told yeah. to watch none of them no don't but the, none of them are done by, by paul verhoeven and yeah. so i would never watch them um it's because it's it's actually based off of like a book series apparently yeah yeah so and i think the book series was originally written as like someone who um i mean he was just writing fantasy uh sci-fi essentially no there's there's something about it like basically that he was he was trying to like do something about um he was like really anti-fascist and then wrote this and ended up making like ba- like didn't realize that he accidentally made like an incredibly fascist novel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really was. Oh, it's Heinlein. <laughs> <laughs> but uh... if it'll say, cause I've been told this a lot because like I've I've heard a lot about the movies. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I've seen this. I've I've seen the movie now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's just one of those where somehow I I just went really long without actually ever seeing it i mean in my opinion this is this is one of his best works paul verhoeven this yeah. and um you know i mean it's kind of hard to beat the first robocop it's, it's a great movie um and then my personal favorite is of course total recall because i fucking love arnold mm. <laughs> that one's a hard one for me to beat uh, it's so good so uh apparently the allegations of fascism the setting of the first book written by heimlein is presented as a utopia where its leaders are shown to be wise and good uh-huh. and the population are free and po- prosperous uh-huh. <laughs> so essentially it was written as like this is a perfect society and everyone was like no this is fascism yeah yeah i mean you even get that kind of look yeah uh, well i think the movie now being so many years after when the book came out Mm -hmm. obviously they can lean heavy into that Mm -hmm. and i think what was almost in a in a really strange way like it kind of i was like this is this is a little creepy of like basically buenos aires was 9 11 yeah yeah (laughs) but this movie and this book was long before that (laughs) yeah yeah i mean you can make that comparison now that's very true yeah because if you think about it, there was a huge, you know, amount of nationalism that happened after that, yeah. and a lot of the reason why nine eleven happened was because of American um, involvement, in yeah, East, intervention yeah. in the Middle East, uh, and that aggravated a lot of people, and they saw us yeah. as invaders and, and terrible people, and that's why they felt like they needed to defend themselves and, and attack us. Um, 
And that's exactly yeah. kind of so what's it's... happening in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, like literally when Buenos Aires got attacked, I was like, did they just nine eleven in nineteen seventy nine or nineteen ninety seven? I was gonna say this movie's not that old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, in nineteen ninety seven. Let's talk about that really quickly. The nineties ness of this movie. It's I think it's great because <laughs> somehow I I say this. I was like, you know, I, I was talking to my roommate because he was watching a little bit with mm. me because he like loves this movie. Uh, it's a great um, movie, <laughs> and I was like. You know how you like see a photo, like you find a photo of like from 1880 and you're like, mm-hmm. it's like kids playing in the street and you're like, fuck, they all just look like us now. Like, that's so crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Somehow in the 90s, that went away and you can just look at something in the 90s and go, that's the that's 90s. That's the 90s. Yeah, so easily. <laughs> it's so great, though. I love it. Uh, and I think Paul Verhoeven in, in a weird way, like he's almost like the epitome of 90s. Yeah, like somehow he 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 just his the movies he makes yeah. are nineties films. No, it's the exception true. of like RoboCop, which is like eighties, but it still feels now looking back on it a bit nineties. It does a bit nineties. Besides, like if you don't pay attention to a lot of the styles or whatever, it does feel a bit nineties. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that's that's so insane. Like the fact that that uh, you can live through a decade and not know or understand what defines that decade until like fucking yeah. decades later and then you're yeah. like oh shit that was fucking 90 I <laughs> like you just know? can't wait to find out what what you know 2020 well i know because it'll just be fucking people wearing face masks and shit like that yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah but um like for me what's weird if you look in the 2010s um mm-hmm. which we literally just got out of we're not able to tell you what the fuck defined that like yeah not really i mean we can try uh, i could say i'd say the later half is defined pretty well already but i mean like well it's defined by being like we can try more light now. but it, it, it yeah. probably what we think right now probably won't be what defines it yeah that's true yeah and then when we look when we look at the early 2000s it's now that we're almost we're about you know 10 15 years away from that from yeah. the middle of it uh, we can easily see. Oh yeah, that's that's totally early two thousands. I mean, just remember that electronic music that was fucking everywhere. It was fucking great, and, like <laughs> Backstreet Boys uh, and shit like that. Like we're, we, it's so easy to define the early two thousands as like this pop and electronic renaissance. I think for <laughs> yeah, like ten years yeah. from now, we're gonna be like. Oh, oh god this movie just aged itself so much can you remember back when billy eilish was a thing like, <laughs> i know right she was just, all of her all of her music was just in everything god damn it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting but it's gonna take like a, another 10 or 15 years before we can actually yeah. tell what the hell the 2020s or, or even the 2010s were, were like or what they're defined by yeah yeah kind of sucks because i wish i knew like in the moment like what <laughs> yeah. this is being defined by but yeah. again um <clears throat> this movie just like i there's even like a look to the people of like i was like these people i feel like they the the, the actors in it don't mm. exist anymore because <laughs> because like somehow the 90s ended and they just disappeared right like i know right well well the main chick she was and then i feel bad Shane. for she was married to Charlie. yeah and she was a uh, she was yeah. in a she was in quite a few movies for a little bit there, but she was she's yeah. not a great actress, and so she was always just kind of played. She, this was but... definitely the best I've ever seen her. In. Yes, yes, it was. I agree. Um, and I feel like people just didn't give her the time of day, really, to be honest. Probably because of the roles mm-hmm. she took and whatever, and her marriage to Charlie Sheen probably had a little play in that. But um, Maybe. yeah, dude, dude, I have an ex girlfriend. I don't know if you ever met her. Oh shit, probably shouldn't say her name. Um, but... <laughs> I'll I'll edit it. Out. Okay. Um, 
But anyways, I think she looks like her. I, th- I think she looks very similar to her, to the main to the main girl that he followed into the military. Yeah. yeah. I, I met her a few times, but this was, like, uh, when we first met in, yeah. in freshman year. So that was, like, I think it was, like, twice, and I couldn't tell you what she looks like now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it was my first girlfriend, so that's why I can definitely remember. <laughs> yeah, obviously, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, dude, I think she looks very similar. It's always so strange looking at that actress because I'm like, damn, that looks like yeah. my ex, dude. It's weird. <laughs> but uh well uh i i just feel like um what was the the, oh, the the guy who's what's his name i don't remember the character's name but he's like um which one um the the like what's the ter- i'm forgetting terms of words <laughs> what, like um, pilot infantry no the sergeant wait 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 drill sergeant the drill sergeant drill, drill sergeant, sergeant yeah yeah that guy, I know he's been in so much. Yeah, he has. But yeah. like the second I saw him, I was like, "How oh, it's Hank from Detroit become human?" <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. And I was like, "Man, for a guy who's done so much with his career, like I feel like that's almost insulting." But at the same time, it's Hank from Detroit become human, and that's all I'm ever gonna see. Not only that, but like I think he did well in this movie. I liked him. Um, yeah, he, I, well, I think he always does pretty well. Yeah. Outside of like that one episode of the mandalorian which i thought was kind of it was just a shit episode in general to be honest yeah yeah i think they did a really good job of portraying like you know early military training and, and a lot of the military yeah. stuff i thought they did a really good job with the with all that um i was i was surprised at how well they did actually like normally you could tell if a movie is legit by how they salute and all of their salutes were on point man it was, it was yeah perfect. yeah yeah it was, it was nice good. yeah <laughs> At least they got the salute right. Everything else was <laughs> was pretty good. Um, I was surprised. I thought it was great, dude. He broke that dude's arm. He just compound fractured yeah. that one guy's arm. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> oh my god, dude! It was violent. Um, but yeah, it was crazy. But um, yeah, okay. So so you said you liked the movie, right? Yeah, definitely. Good. I'm really glad because after Showgirls, I, I was like, I, I just... gotta redeem Paul Verhoeven. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was the thing is, I liked it a lot, mm-hmm. but I feel like, and maybe it's my fault for going and thinking I was like, all right, I'm gonna get this big mesh- message about X. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. And then I didn't get any of that because it was, just, yeah, it just wasn't there. I mean, yeah, it goes in. It's not that like it doesn't really beat it down you, uh, beat it down into you as much yeah. as like people probably say it does that's for sure um mm-hmm. because it's really only in the beginning and it, then... it's sprinkled it's just kind of there yeah 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 and then it, and then it kind of leaves in it's the it's like i said it kind of it it's the benefit of hindsight in the sense of like they're operating from a novel that everyone has that everyone apparently like you know went hey this is kind of a uh like a horrific fascist nightmare mm-hmm. and like now we can just ad- adapt the novel with that foresight of what that what that means mm-hmm. and just like make fun of it so you know we'll still have the plucky coming of age story but everyone's in nazi uniforms <laughs> yeah essentially and uh yeah i fucking love it i think it was great uh like i said all the cg and special effects really hold up um, there is a lot of gratuitous violence and, and blood and gore, but yeah. it's like when you're charging headfirst. I, head I person, didn't really get too mind for that, to be honest. What do you mean? I, I like I I've never really been bothered by blood and gore in oh, movies. Oh no, I like, love it, especially this where it's like funny in a I, sense. Yeah, I love it. it it's all like, yeah. especially in in Paul Verhoeven movies, it's it's almost yeah. like they're caricatures like going on. Like yeah. it's just like. Also, on the subject of the special effects, apparently this movie uh, was it nominated or did it win? 
I, I it mean, it deserved to win. If nominated it for a best best visual effects. Well, who the fuck won? Didn't Alien win. or something? Like, <laughs> let's find it. Not in 1979. Yeah. No. Sorry, 1997. Fuck me, I can't speak. <laughs> well, 1997. Uh, best visual effects went to Titanic. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? That's. I mean, what? that. The boat looked really convincing. It did, but like, <laughs> come on. Yeah. Jesus. I, I kind of, I don't like super agree with it. I wonder but... if it had something to do with the amount of money it made. Mm, well. Because <laughs> it made, it was the top grossing for a really fucking long time. Yeah, Only that's true. beat by another movie of the same director. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Only to be beaten by a movie by the same director. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Exactly. But it does. Ha- I think it has good effects. I, I'm not saying that it should have won. Does. I'm just saying that I'm yeah. not mad at it about it. I wouldn't be mad about. It. I mean, okay. I'm, I'm a little in hindsight. <laughs> I'm a little mad. <laughs> I am a little. But like, mad. I don't think it's completely undeserved. I think it was just. Um, I think it was just unfair to to have that. Uh, those two movies go against each other in terms of visual and special effects. Yeah. Like, well, mostly because you know, at the end of the day, we, we who thought that Titanic wouldn't win? I guess at that point, that that would be like the kind of movie where if if I was cognizant, you know, if I wasn't mm-hmm. two years old when that Oscars came out, yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> I would have been like, well, of course, Titanic won. It was the favorite. Like exactly, exactly. So I feel like if they came out like even just a year apart, psh, man, they would have had it in the back. Those visual effects were amazing. They, they're so <laughs> great. They hold up to this day. I mean, so does Titanic. Maybe I don't know. I haven't watched Titanic in a long time, yeah. but uh, you know, from, in memory, it holds up. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, it was fucking, it was fucking crazy. So, all right, let's let's look at this from another perspective now. Um, okay, acting. The acting of okay. everybody. Let's let's look at like how it was edited. You know, characters, character development. Let's talk about that because we haven't talked about I that. I think that's. I think it that's hard to judge in a movie like it this. It really is, right? Because it's intentionally hammy. Yeah, it's, it's extremely uh, campy, I would say, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah campy. Uh, hammy and campy, I feel like, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying. Well, I don't know what hammy means. Uh, like it hammed up, you know? No, what do you mean? No? Okay. It just <laughs> means like, you know, it just means like really over the top. Oh, so, oh yeah, that's what you mean. Well, camp's a little different. Camp is like yeah. not taking ourselves seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Where's... You know who's on point this whole film? Uh, Neil Patrick Harris. My boy NPA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna ask you about his character too. What'd you think? Um, I I mean, I was upset that he wasn't there very much. He felt a little Doogie <laughs> Hauser, in my opinion. Oh no, he was hundred percent Doogie. Yeah. Hauser. I mean, at the end of the day, like yeah. this came out probably what toward the tail end of Doogie Hauser. It was definitely towards. Yeah. So he played the the intelligent scientist guy. Yeah. Um, I thought he pl- said the most important line of the film. He does or have some one of lines. the 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 two most important lines of the film. Mm-hmm. One was by him, and one was by the teacher. Because mm-hmm. the first one was the teacher saying, "The most important decision you can make in your life is making your own decision." Yeah, of course. Well, I don't, and I don't then, know if that's what he said exactly. That's no, no, crazy. Minced, I minced the words. Yeah. Minced the words. but he said like basically, <laughs> you need to make the, the best own, thing yeah. you can do in life is making your own decisions. Well, he says freedom. And then, it's about freedom. It's freedom. I think yeah, I think it's important to to emphasize okay. the fact that it's about yeah. freedom. <laughs> it's about yeah, being free and being in control of your own destiny. Mm-hmm. And then, then you just cut to like later in the film, after that whole fucking debacle and, and fight and everything, mm. um, and uh, 
fucking Neil Patrick Harris comes in and he's like, no, I knew where you were going. I did it on purpose. He's like, I make decisions every day that kill hundreds of people like you. Yeah. Yeah. That was and it was insane. like, so where is that freedom then? He becomes, so he becomes desensitized to it because he's thinking more on such a grand scale. Cause you look, at I don't it think it's like... a, just about the, I, I'm not talking about the desensitization. Oh, I'm talking mean, about like... the fact that, that the freedom that he thought he was getting uh -huh. by go, by not choosing the father's set out path for him. He was like, fuck my dad. I'm going down my own path. Mm -hmm. And yet his own path is still controlled by someone else. Oh, it's still being decide, decided. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he he still kind of goes. Oh no! But uh, Neil Patrick Harris was able to enter his mind with his psychic abilities. So exactly, even his even own then... choices were not his own; they were being influenced. Exactly. So who's to say that the government isn't influencing people within their own minds? Exactly. And I See? think I think that might be a, a little a little bit of a reference to it. Obviously, without going too far into it, but you could create your own theories if you want. Um, I just felt like that, like the second he said that, I was like, well, that's in direct contrast to what the other guy told him to do with yeah. his life. Yeah, and I think it's supposed to be like, well, there's the illusion of freedom. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, you have choice, but do you really have choice? And um, No, I, that, yeah, I, I feel like, like I said, I just feel like it was a really important line in the, in the movie. It is. Kind of, it is interesting that, that those that two... Kind of, as much as I said, like, the movie doesn't have much, it, or, like, kind of... It, it does go down the fascism route, but then kind of loses it a little bit. Mm -hmm. I think that's the big sprinkle right there mm -hmm. of like, but how much are you actually in control of your own destiny? Yeah, it's like, not probably not really. Probably not at all. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, it's really, really fascinating. Um, yeah. I fucking, yeah. I give that movie, for me, that's like a, that movie. Oh, we're already easy. going straight to. Well, I'm just going to get my, my rating here because we're, okay. we're already about an hour, 12 minutes in. Um, but my rating here would be uh, probably like eight, nine, eight and a half, nine, because I fucking love that movie. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, I love that movie, dude. Like, that, that yeah. Um. Okay. Big yeah, sucker for it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's definitely um, not a ten. <laughs> I mean, I think, and I'm not trying to. I'm not giving anything slack on the film. I don't think that it's you know bad or anything. Mm -hmm. I would just. I would give it a. I'd give it probably. Uh, seven out of ten. No, that's good. That's good. That's that's yeah. that's understandable. The movie is super, you know, campy, and uh, yeah, a lot of times um, the acting isn't great, uh, and even character development isn't really there. I'd say because <laughs> they just go but, back to yeah. exactly where they began. Like they they make a full circle. You know, and would you consider that character development? I mean, no. Because the last, yeah, the last, <laughs> no. the last okay, scene no. in the movie is the three friends all holding each other by like their shoulders and like, yeah, we're gonna go kill some more bugs. You know, that's yeah. it. It's, it's like it's not like there, there's like no character development, but um, yeah, no, you're right, yeah. and I, I, yeah, no, you're right, you're you're completely right. <laughs> um, there's there's no character development there. It's it is just a bit. Um, like yeah, they didn't grow at all. They didn't. They didn't learn from anything. They just kind of kept doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And even even the gratuitous amount of violence that they're showing in the film is supposed to be there to to sort of. I think it's to sort of reference and talk about how our we've been desensitized to war and we've been desensitized to to like what actually goes on. And so that's why at the end of the movie yeah. they're all still like super happy that they're going back into it. 
when it's literally yeah. hell. Do you think that like uh, with the benefit of hindsight of t- of of who we are today, the movie is less gory? Because um, I feel like I feel like I don't feel that much gore from the film. No, that movie's but insanely gory. I think there's gory. a chance. Yeah, but that's the thing is I feel like there's a chance that like I'm just so desensitized to gore because of modern well, everything. You might be, but I think this movie, when compared to anything you can see right now, uh, and that mm. has come out in the past five years, is insanely gory. You think? Yes. What? When's the, what's the last movie you saw that came out in modern times that's gory? Let's take a look at my IMDb recently watched. Modern <laughs> Modern times, Reese. Yeah, that's what I'm, I was looking at my recently watched, but I'll, I'll sort by um, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, when when they came out. Yeah. So ratings, most top rated, um, not top rated, just just most recent, and then filtered by, um, shit, son of a bitch, I just, I've God damn it. <laughs> yeah, because this movie is glorifying dying in battle, much like uh, you know, like oh yeah, like hundred percent, like Viking type lifestyle. So they glorify yeah. that hardcore and really try to brainwash. So it's a horror movie, so I don't know if this counts. What is it? It's also a Cronenberg film, so I don't know if it counts. What is it? What is it? Possessor. Possessor. Was it super gory? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You watch Sean Bean's face get um, caved in. Oh, Great. do you? Yeah. Why is that always Sean Bean? <laughs> I know, honestly like it was even. It's a new movie with Sean Bean, and I was like, oh, so they're gonna what? Like pull a pull a fast one on me, and he's not gonna die. Dude, that'd be <laughs> funny if that was the truth. He just didn't die. Yeah, well, there's there's more to the movie with that and stuff like that, but mm. yeah, you can you can watch it if you want. I won't I won't spoil it, but um, it's it's a real I think it's a really good horror film. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched it with <laughs> with my parents in the room. Yeah. My dad was watching, and he was like, "Whoever made this is a sick individual." And I was <laughs> like, "What what if I told you that this man and his father have been making movies like this since the '70s?" <laughs> so okay, so Possessor, that's one. What else? Yeah. Okay. Um, two seconds. Uh, Sputnik was kind of was pretty violent because I've That's seen another horror film again. I, I've seen horror movies with less gore than than this movie. Really? Yes. I honestly didn't even notice that much gore in this movie. There is a shit ton of gore. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. A maybe again. Maybe I'm just a fucking desensitized horrible person there is more gore more dead bodies more people getting their shit blown up in this movie than there was in llamageddon which is our next film that we're going to be doing if you guys want to keep up fucking spoilers man (laughs) but there is there's more think about it yeah no i maybe i don't know i feel like the other one had more no starship troopers has way more man Okay. Yeah. I'll take your word for it, man. You're saying people get bit in half and bodies being split and like just stabbed all the time in this. Yeah. And it's violent, yeah. And we we watched like five people get shot like because they have to save or whatever, you know, they have to kill each other for whatever reason. And yeah. one was a training accident, blew his brains up all over the place. Yeah, that was pretty fucked. That was like that was cool. I mean, it was not cool, but it was cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn, because you know, I was in life fire exercises uh, in in basic training. Really? Yeah, we had a run with fully loaded uh, ammo, hot. We were, yeah, we were hot, and we had a person right next to us doing life fire. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a real thing Shit. that can happen. I was saying to my roommate when I was watching, I was like, um, 
I was like, oh, yeah, um, they were shooting the, 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 what's it called? And I was saying something like, oh, it seems just kind of silly, though, because obviously they're not carrying, like, real bullets. And then the guy got <laughs> shot in the face. And I was like, oh, they're carrying real bullets. <laughs> yeah, like like in the real military. That's what we do. Man. Yeah, I didn't realize that's a real thing in the military. That's a Jesus. real thing we've done. I've done it. Yeah. <laughs> My God. What do, you, what do you think you're doing in war? You're, you're carrying around live ammo. <laughs> no, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, like, you know, something could just go wrong. And it's just uh-huh. like friendly fire. And that's pretty shit. People so. have died in basic training. Yeah. My God. Yep. Either from grenade explosion, which is like Fuck. the worst way to die, or yeah. um, or accidental uh, fire. Wow. Yeah. Shit happens, man. Um, but don't be a fucking idiot, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't tell somebody to just take their uh, fucking uh, helmet off. No, no, no. I think he was doing fine in that. It was, uh, it was the person who had their finger in the trigger well and fell. Oh yeah, that was yeah. That's another thing. Is they're like, why'd you tell him to take his helmet off? It's like the somebody tripped, dude. Like, well, she was she was you know kicked out. So yeah, yeah. She was all yeah. She was also kicked out. Yeah. So that was. I forget which one she she was the what was she wanted to do. I forget what her speech was in the shower. She was trying to. Uh, oh, her speech. Oh yeah, I don't remember what she wanted to do. No. Yeah, the shower scene. There was a lot of nudity. Um, but I think again the point of that was. Uh, essentially like oh this is probably what it would be like in co-ed environments in the military and um, yeah. as you know I've been in group showers a bunch of guys because of the military um, yeah. and, but it's a little different though this is again before females were even allowed uh, in combat arms nowadays they are allowed in combat arms but this was made and written way before that um, yeah. and a lot of the aspects are very similar uh, minus you know we don't co-ed bunk and we don't co-ed shower. <laughs> but other than that, it's exactly the same. The females got to meet the same standards as the males do in terms of uh, combat arms. If they're in like yeah. not combat arms, it doesn't really matter. But uh, yeah, in terms of combat arms, they have to meet the same standards. Hmm. Which I thought yeah. was cool, honestly. I thought I thought that was nice to see that in this movie. They didn't have to have yeah. females in, but they totally did. And I thought that was cool. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Um so you get you give it a seven. Seven I, out of ten. I give That's it definitely what I, give I give it like a it. solid eight. On a good day it's a nine. Depends on my mood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I really want to see some like good sci fi 'cause I like I like my share of sci fi movies. Sci fi is one of my yeah. favorite genres. Um and yeah, this is this is definitely always gonna be on my list of movies that I will always enjoy and cherish. Um, and like I, I said, probably would watch it again. I'd watch it again. Yeah, and like hands down, a couple years. Yeah, when you're just yeah. like, oh, you and you meet someone who hasn't seen it. Yeah, oh, dude, you got yeah. to see that. <laughs> oh, I've got the Blu-ray now. Let's, yeah. let's pop it in. Yeah, let's watch it, dude. It's been a while. Uh, just have yeah. it going in the background. Starship Troopers, watching people blow up and die and everything. Watching decent CG <laughs> effects that'll probably remain decent mm. for you know more years I, to I come. I definitely think they'll stay decent for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they were good, good, good special effects. Yeah, good. So anyway, Reese, you want to wrap this up? Yeah, is that a so that's episode for Starship Trooper then? I think that's You're, the episode. For you got nothing Trooper. else to say? Uh, next week we'll be doing a little movie called Llamageddon. <laughs> uh, Reese, how dare you? It. It's my week, so I gotta rec- say it. Well, uh, go hello, we're gonna do Llamageddon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hello. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, we're going to do a movie called Lamageddon. It is um, free on Amazon Prime in the UK. So I don't know if it was it free for you? Yes, on it Amazon was. Prime? Yes. Okay, and, so uh, it's free on Amazon Prime pretty much everywhere, I think. Did you know? Um, I, I got to look this up, but apparently the process for getting something on Amazon um, is extremely mm-hmm. easy. Really? Yeah. That's hilarious. We'll go with that. Yeah. Um, if you're going to self publish, so yeah, um, Amazon's the easiest way to do it. Okay. I mean, there is a lot of shit on Amazon, so that makes sense. There is. There is. You can pretty much just set yourself up as a vendor and make it a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, next week is Lamageddon. Stay tuned and join us so we can talk about that movie. If that sounds fun to you, uh, it's only an hour and nine minutes long. So to be honest, I think it's just worth everybody to watch because it's it's not very long. (laughs) Okay. That's that's episode one. Bye.